Welcome back to Magna Vita. I'm Alex Olson. Every Tuesday, we share the best practices and principles from the week's top podcasts. Every Friday, we share a bonus episode to help us build a great life. In last week's Failure Friday, we talked about how Ellen DeGeneres was able to overcome unemployment and depression to inspire countless people. Every other week, we'll be reviewing a book we just read. This week will be our ninth book review. And just want to quickly apologize. I know this is coming out on Saturday instead of Friday. I tried to record it yesterday and I was feeling a little under the weather, a little sick. And so my voice wasn't cooperating. So hopefully this will be a little bit better. But again, sorry about that. But thank you for being here with us. We're so excited to share Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl with you. Viktor was a psychiatrist that was put in a Nazi concentration camp. The Library of Congress said that this is one of the 10 most influential books in the United States. It sold millions and millions of copies in many different languages, but personally, it's had a huge impact on me. During my freshman year at the Air Force Academy, I was lucky enough to hear Chad Hennings speak. He was in the Air Force and then he played in the NFL for the Dallas Cowboys and he recommended this book so I I wanted to try it. And it completely changed my attitude and put things in perspective. I was struggling, classes were hard, physical training was tough, but this book taught me that I could still make the most of it. I could still be happy and people had already overcome so much worse. So nothing changed. I still had nothing else changed. I still had those tough classes. I was still doing physical training, still getting yelled at by the upperclassmen, but I felt so much better. I felt empowered to make the best of that situation. And as I look back on it, I remember being happy because of the principles that this book talks about. So just a quick intro to the book, it's split up into two parts. The first is Victor's experience as a prisoner in the Nazi concentration camp. And the second is his philosophy for overcoming that trial. And just a couple of quotes that I really like from it, from the, there's a great preface to it and just a couple of quotes I wanted to share. The first is, the great, they talking about this book and how it's been so helpful. It says the greatest task for any person is to find meaning in his or her life. Frankel saw three possible sources for meaning in work, in love, and in courage during difficult times. So I really like that, that he said we can find meaning in our life through work. So doing something significant in love, caring for another person, and encouraged during difficult times. They said, suffering in and of itself is meaningless. We give our suffering meaning by the way in which we respond to it. And finally from the preface, it says, Frankel's most enduring insight is forces beyond your control can take away everything you possess except one thing, your freedom to choose how you will respond to the situation. You cannot control what happens to you in life, 
but you can always control what you will feel and do about what happens to you. The first part of the book is about Victor's experience in four concentration camps. The preface says this book is less about his travails, what he suffered and lost, than it is about the sources of his strength to survive. So this part gets pretty heavy and it's um, really hard to hear about the horrible things they had to go through, but it's not meant to be depressing. I think instead, hopefully, it will give us perspective and it, and it shows that if he can overcome those things by relying on his search for meaning, then we too can overcome the daily battles that we are fighting. And what I didn't remember, I've read this book before, but what I didn't remember is that Victor actually had the chance, because he was a doctor and he was successful, he qualified for an American visa. And so he could have left his homeland of Austria and he would have been free and he would have never had to endure any of these things. But he stayed because he wanted to be with his, his mom and his dad. And I just think that's such an incredible example of sacrifice and remembering what matters most. That Frankel knew that if he left them, he would always regret it and he couldn't do that to them or to even himself. And getting into some of the harsh realities of his uh, life in a concentration camp, Frankel talked about how during one four-day period, they only had to eat one five-ounce piece of bread. On a normal day, they would live on 10.5 ounces of bread and 1.75 pints of thin soup. It was pretty much just water. He said if you were really lucky and the person was super nice, they would scrape the bottom of the bowl of soup and you would get a small pea, a split pea that would, um, and how much that meant to them. And he talked about their living situation and their sleeping situation. He said that on each tier, measuring about six and a half feet to eight feet, slept nine men directly on boards. Two blankets were shared by the nine men. Victor said, we could of course lie only on our sides, crowded and huddled against each other. The lack of sleep was due partly to the pestering of vermin which infested the terribly overcrowded huts because of the general lack of hygiene and sanitation. And again, this, this next part is really hard to listen to, but again, I just think this is important to remember what they went through and what they overcame. Victor talked about a 12-year-old boy who was carried in to, the, to where they lived, into the hut, who had been forced to stand at attention for hours in the snow and to work outside with bare feet because there were no shoes for him in the camp. His toes had become frostbitten and the doctor on duty picked off the black stumps with tweezers one by one. Another hard part of the concentration camp was he talked about how beatings occurred on the slightest provocation sometimes for no reason at all. Because of all these horrible situations that had a terrible effect on their bodies, Victor said, like nearly all the camp inmates, I was suffering from edema. My legs were so swollen and the skin on them so tightly stretched 
that I could scarcely bend my knees. I had to leave my shoes unlaced in order to make them fit my swollen feet. There would not have been space for socks even if I had any. So my partly bare feet were always wet and my shoes were always full of snow. This, of course, caused frostbite. Every single step became real torture. And he said that when the last layers of fat had vanished and we looked like skeletons disguised with skin and rags, we could watch our bodies beginning to devour themselves. So despite these horrible conditions, people still overcame. And, and Victor, where it's so powerful, he talks about how they were able to do that. He says the depth and vigor of religious belief often surprised and moved a new arrival. They were able to retreat from their terrible surroundings to a life of inner riches and spiritual freedom. Another thing that was key for them was using humor to make the best of their situation. He said it was one of the soul's weapons in the fight for self-preservation. And I loved his example. He said, I practically trained a friend of mine who worked next to me on the building site to develop a sense of humor. I suggested to him that we would promise each other to invent at least one amusing story daily. So I just love that idea that we can build our, our different strengths and we can overcome even the hardest times by finding humor to, to make it a little bit lighter and a little bit better. And Frankel, where the book really shines and is powerful, is talking about our meaning and our purpose. Victor says, any attempt to restore a man's inner strength in the camp had first to succeed in showing him some future goal. The prisoner who had lost faith in the future, his future was doomed. And this comes, one of my favorite quotes, it's something Chad Hennings referenced, and it's from Frederick Nietzsche. And if you want a good time, please go ahead and Google him and check out his incredible mustache. But anyways, he said, he who has a why to live for can bear with almost any how. So it's the idea that if we know why we're doing something, what our purpose is, then we can overcome any how or any obstacle of how we will do it. And he, Victor talked about how this strengthened them to bear the terrible how of their existence. He said, we who lived in concentration camps can remember the men who walked through the huts comforting others, giving away their last piece of bread. They may have been few in number, but they offer sufficient proof that everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. The second and last part of the book is about Victor's philosophy that he developed as a psychiatrist, which he credits with giving him the power and the strength to overcome the concentration camp. He calls it logotherapy. He says logotherapy focuses on the future, on the meanings to be fulfilled by the patient in the future. And he says this is so important because the striving to find meaning in one's life is the primary motivational force in man. 
So he talks about when we don't have meaning in our life, it doesn't matter what else we try to do. We won't have direction, we won't have purpose, and we won't be able to reach our full potential. Victor says, what man actually needs is not a tensionless state, but rather the striving and struggling for a worthwhile goal. And to do this, I really like his perspective on meaning because I think sometimes we can say, oh, I don't know what my meaning in life is and I don't know what I'm meant to do. And he says, we need to stop asking about the meaning of life and instead to think of ourselves as those who are, are being questioned by life daily and hourly. Our answer must consist not in talk and meditation, but in right action and in right conduct. He says, the true meaning of life is to be discovered in the world rather than within man or his own psyche. And this is where I think it's so powerful. He says, the more one forgets himself by giving himself to a cause to serve or another person to love, the more human he is and the more he actualizes himself. So that's how we can find our meaning, by looking beyond ourselves, by seeing how we can lift and help and serve those who may be less fortunate. And Victor says that there are three potential sources for meaning, which we covered already. It's, he says it's either in our work, in love, or in courage during difficult times. And so we don't have to have all three, it could just be one. But he says the most important is the third avenue to meaning in life. He says even the helpless victim of a hopeless situation, facing a fate he cannot change, may rise above himself, may grow beyond himself, and by so doing change himself. He may turn a personal tragedy into a triumph. I just want to give a quick shout out to someone who, who has done this, and he's inspired so many people by doing it. It's Oakley Hansen. He is such a light and an example to people who know him. He was born with spina bifida. Um, he had complications from a surgery which have left him with a lot of mental challenges, and he's in a lot of pain. And but he never shows it. He always has a giant smile on his face. He's always so happy and he never complains. And I think what Victor's getting at is as we push through our own challenges, even if we can't overcome them, we can still be an example for others by how we struggle and how we can survive and how we can make the best of those hard times. Victor says, related to this, he says, the way in which a man accepts his fate and all the suffering it entails, the way in which he takes up his cross, gives him ample opportunity, even under the most difficult circumstances, to add a deeper meaning to his life. He says, such people forgot that often it is just such an exponentially difficult external situation which gives man the opportunity to grow spiritually beyond himself. So this gets back to what we've talked about a lot, which is the idea that the obstacle is the way, that these challenges, these obstacles can be opportunities for us to grow and become better. Because as Victor says, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. 
I love that idea because instead of being helpless and being frustrated, he's empowering us to say, what can I change about myself? How can I make myself stronger and better through this challenge? And it is important though that Victor recognizes, he says, suffering is not necessary to find meaning, but if we must suffer, we can still find meaning and purpose. And to do this, he says, a person finds meaning by striving and struggling for a worthwhile goal, a freely chosen task. He says, life ultimately means taking the responsibility to find the right answer to its problems and to fulfill the tasks which it constantly sets for each individual. He says, these tasks and therefore the meaning of life differ from man to man and from moment to moment. Thus, it is impossible to define the meaning of life in a general way. Questions about the meaning of life can never be answered by sweeping statements. When a man finds that it is his destiny to suffer, he will have to accept his suffering as his task, his single and unique task. His unique opportunity lies in the way in which he bears his burden. So in closing, I just wanna share a couple of quotes when they went through an especially hard time, they weren't given any food for an extended period of time. And Victor was asked to give a talk to his fellow prisoners to inspire them to keep going. And Victor said, our situation is not the most terrible we can think of. He says, each of us had to ask himself what irreplaceable losses he had suffered up to then. I speculated that for most of them, these losses had really been few. Whoever was still alive had reason for hope, health, family, happiness, professional abilities, fortune, position in society. All these were things that could be achieved again or restored. Whatever we had gone through could still be an asset to us in the future. And I quoted from Nietzsche. That which does not kill us makes us stronger. So in closing, I know this uh, book is more serious and heavy, but I think it teaches such a powerful lesson that regardless of what we are going through, what battles we are fighting, we can overcome them and we can be an example to others. And so I hope this book review helps you build a great life this week. Thank you for listening, for the reviews, and for sharing. We'll see you on Tuesday. Thank you.